Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Sports Puzzle Podcast. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the Thursday, Friday, March Madness games and talk about kind of what went down. Obviously, there's one big thing that happened. Uh, right now, I'm recording. It's, it's Saturday. Um, St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's uh, Day to all. Well, I got some Irish in me. Um, so, yeah. And I'm drinking a beer to celebrate my heritage. Um, but, yeah, it's 5.39 p.m. Central Time. I'm watching the Kentucky game in Buffalo. Uh, it looks like Buffalo, it's like 17 minutes left to the second half, so we'll see what happens. Buffalo's down like eight. Um, but, yeah, the main thing that happened was the 16 seed winning. Taking down Virginia, which pretty much a quarter of the brackets submitted had Virginia winning the whole thing. I personally had Virginia in my finals in all my brackets. Um, no Tennessee, no Kentucky. Um, I thought I had Tennessee in there and won, but I must not have. I flip-flopped and pulled them out. But, yeah, I was going to give, like, an update of my brackets or just kind of, in general, all the games I went down, 32 of them, which is nuts for 16 a day. It's, it's just awesome. So, yeah, I'm going to break down my bracket that actually I'm in second place in a league. I do have, um, this league is going to struggle a little bit because I do have NC State in the Elite Eight. I had New Mexico State beating uh, Auburn. So I got some red in the Midwest, which isn't good. But I basically need to ride on Michigan State since I had Virginia in my championship as well. Um, but Kansas State took down Creighton. Um, Kentucky took down Davidson. I mean, the game with the Virginia and UMBC, the... The game that's going to be a history game. Everybody's going to remember that one. It was 21 to 21 at half. I'm like, what the heck? And I wasn't even really watching much of it of the first half because it was like a one and a 16 seed. So it's like, blah, blah, blah. But then once it's tied 21 21 at a half, then it's like, all right, what's going on here? So I definitely tuned into that game starting in the second half and watched the rest of the game. And. It was amazing of how much UMBC was just balling out. They had, they were running. They were running all over the court, making cuts, making passes, enough space for a shot, and they were draining the shot like every time. So it, it was it was just nonstop. They wouldn't miss. And if they miss, the other, Virginia just got off their game, just hardcore, and it might have been right, right away in the beginning – it's like, oh, these guards are way faster and they're making shots and we need to catch up and their defense was no longer good enough. They, they needed their offense to carry and they clearly didn't have the offense to be the number one seed overall in the tournament at all, which is just crazy. So, yep, March 14th, I believe, is for 15th. It's Saturday. Happened yesterday, 16th. Yep. 
Okay. So Loyola Chicago won, and maybe I don't even need to go over these games. Because everybody knows what happens. Um Yeah. I don't have to go over all the games. I'll just go over any like crazy upsets. I mean Ohio State ended up beating South Dakota State. Which wasn't good for me. State one had Missouri going to the Sweet 16. Yeah, okay. I need Texas Tech to go to the Final Four. I need Michigan State to win. If that happens, then I might be able to place. Okay, um, what else am I going to talk about on this podcast here? Ooh, Buffalo's. Flows only down six now. That'd be crazy if they won. I don't think many people had Buffalo in the Sweet 16 at all. Some people have Kentucky going a little bit deep, so I'd rather have Buffalo win this game. Um, that's coming up, but okay. I'm gonna talk about fantasy baseball, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go off March Madness because I already did some podcasts about it, the bracket, and everybody kind of knows what's up, what's going down, what the upsets were. Um, but yeah, I got a chance. I got a chance in one of my brackets to. But I got it right on Michigan State. So switching to baseball, March seventeenth, St. Patrick's Day is the day. We got baseball coming right on up. I mean, I was outside on my deck today, and it was it was sunny, and that sun was warm. That was the first time I felt that warm sun today people were walking around um it i saw robin like three days ago and that's when you know spring is here it's 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 fastly approaching okay so yeah the fancy baseball deal dealio here i got a 10-man league going on and we got a draft tonight at 8.30 Central Time. And it's a keeper league, so I stepped in, and I'm one of the 10 people now. I'm selecting third overall tonight. And there's a, and I posted on Twitter like a poll about the J.D. Martinez and Andrew Benatendi keeper in the 10th round for Benatendi or third for J.D., and I just went with uh, the votes of JD, kind of backed up what I was thinking because I wanted to uh, lock down a stud who I I just, I want him on my team because I think <laughs> even if he misses some games from injury, when he's healthy, he mashes. Granted, Fenway might not be the greatest, not, not a, it's not the an uptick for him, but he can still mash the ball, no problem. And the Red Sox should be pretty good. Um, and he should be in the heart of the lineup. I don't know where he's going to hit, maybe third. Maybe fourth, maybe fifth throughout the year. But I want a piece of him and <laughs> just lock him down the third. He's going like mid-third, so I might as well just snag him where um, he's going. And I mean, there was some value I missed out with Ben Attendee, but he just has some risks. He has, he's more of a risk to me because he's, he's still young. Granted, he's in a good position. He can He's going to be probably pretty good and get some steals, get a lot of categories. Um, but I could... I mean, if I really want him, I could I could draft him as well. I could go get him, but I'm not I'm not really 
it's fine. I'll have someone let them draft him in the fifth round or fourth round whenever he goes and see what happens. All right, so that's what's going down. I kept J.D. Martinez, so that'll be my third-round pick, 10-man league, and then I have Corey Knable, Knebel, <laughs> uh as a 22nd-round pick because he was a free agent pickup last year. Um, so, yeah, I feel pretty good about that. I like locking down a reliever, pretty solid reliever. I, I'm a fan of what the Brewers are doing, so they might be a pretty good team and definitely have some save chances. And he, he sh- I had him on my team last year, and he proved to be pretty solid. Very good pickup because he got saves and strikeouts. He did. He was he was an elite closer. Okay. So I started a an Excel spreadsheet for this league. So we had to, I had to take away twenty players. Eighteen of them are locked down, but there's still two remaining left to go to the, a keeper selection. But. So I got those 20 or 18 eliminated, and then I sorted it. Well, I got some some rankings here. Those guys eliminated, so I'm going to have this up when I'm drafting and just kind of delete when they get drafted on my Excel and probably have the draft. Probably split screen it up. Um, hopefully it goes all right. Maybe hopefully it doesn't move too fast for when I delete and it doesn't get confused, but... I've highlighted some players that I kind of want. I've highlighted like my draft positions, the player um, where originally where the draft positions were. I'm slotted. So like the third pick, the 18th pick, um, the 23rd pick, 38th, 43rd, and so on. So I'm kind of, I feel like I'm pretty good organized with the players. But... It's kind of a tough decision to first pick because, as it stands now, there's Trey Turner out there as the number one guy. And, I mean, these are just the rankings I got going here. And Maybe I shouldn't talk about them, but chances are nobody in the league is going to listen to this before the draft um, in, like, three hours, less than three hours here. Um, so I'm going to roll with that and just go with it. So I have Trey Turner, and then I have Paul Goldschmidt, as my number two spot here, and then Bryce Harper at number three. So I'm in the third pit. I'm in the third spot. Um, so I'm thinking Trey Turner's going to go for sure. And then I'm hoping Paul Goldschmidt's going to be there for me at number three. But I guess the guys that would be picked above him, then the other rankings are Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw, stud pitcher, Chris Bryant, Carlos Correa, Joey Votto, um, Corey Kluber, Chris Sale. So there's still those elite, those top three elite pitchers, and I kind of want a piece of one of those, to be honest with you. So I might, if Goldschmidt's not there, I think I'm going to go after Clayton Kershaw because, and if Trey Turner somehow falls to me, I'll snag him. But I think it's, my mindset going in the draft is going to be Trey Turner, Snake Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt's not there, or Trey Turner, then go with Clayton Kershaw. Um, so that's my pretty confident in getting one of those three players, no problem, because uh, it's going to happen. <laughs> Unless this these last two keepers are involve one of those players. Then 
I'd have to choose between some different players like Mookie Betts, um, Bryce Harper, Carlos Correa, or maybe even go after, maybe just go with Kershaw. Yeah, I don't know. But I've been thinking you got these first two rounds are pretty important, and then like the last rounds are kind of important too. Um, but it's kind of fun just analyzing a little bit what's going on, the rankings before you get going here, and gets you pumped up for baseball. I can tell you that. I love baseball. And ooh, Buffalo whoosh down seven. They're fighting. Oh, Chicago is beating Tennessee. Nice. All right. So what else do I got going on here? I was just going to talk about like that, I guess. Quick March Madness update. How much time we got going on here? 13 minutes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else. I could keep going with this draft because it might – prep me some more um, and just kind of go over what players are slotted for my draft position right now. Kind of go over like what I highlight. So my third overall pick right now, if it goes by my rankings, I should be getting Bryce Harper. And then the 18th pick is currently Freddie Freeman. So we got an outfield I'm keeping in my third round in outfield. So if I go after an outfield in the first round and then first base and Freddie Freeman and then I have another stud outfielder, I don't know if that's how I want to start the draft. Although Bryce Harper and J.D. Martinez on the same team, I would I would enjoy that. I would like those, <laughs> like those two players on top and two outfielders, and then I could pretty much go chalk on outfield. Um, or not chalk, but wait on outfield until the later rounds and get some some other guy. But I kind of draft on value usually. So if the value's there, I kind of just snag them and not really worry about the position too much because it'll kind of figure itself out. Um, but I get you got to get those studs. So Bryce Harper and Freddie Freeman are studs, and I would not mind starting my draft with Bryce Harper, Freddie Freeman, and... My keeper, J.D. Martinez. I think that's a solid, solid power <laughs> power uh, upside with RBIs, even runs, those guys. All right, so my 23rd pick. So it's like a snake. So there's a few picks later. So 3, 2, 1, 2, 3. Jose, Re Jose Ramirez, uh, he's a solid, consistent player. I actually wouldn't mind that for my team. Uh, the Cleveland's, Cleveland Indians should be good. They will be good. Um, the Twins are kind of fighting for them, and I I kind of see them, the Twins and Cleveland, being pretty darn close. Could create more of a rivalry here this season with them between the teams. But I wouldn't mind drafting Jose Ramirez right there, but looking who's below him, George Springer. Cody Bellinger, Strasburg, and Bumgarner. Honestly, I know my strategy here, and if I'm not, if I don't get Kershaw in the first round, I'm definitely going to be gunning. 
and it's a tough choice for me because I've done mock drafts, and I'm pretty confident at this pick, 23, I'll be able to snag Strasburg or Bumgarner in the third, in the, well, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, the 23rd, that would be Jose Ramirez, so I won't have a pick there. So then the next pick, I guess 20 or 38, oh, boy. I'm not going to be able to do that, actually. 23rd, J.D. Martinez, and then 38th. So those guys are going to be gone. So I'm going to have to, if I want one of, if I miss out on Kershaw, man, that, that gives me more reason to draft Kershaw at number one because... Let's see the value. Machado, Rizzo, Lindor, Ramirez, Springer, Bellinger, Donaldson. I'll go. That's see. That's not. That's not too bad. I, I will. I guess I don't mind choosing Strasburg or Bumgarner at my eighteen pick, round two. Um, in in favor of like a Freddie Freeman. So, so that is an option. But I think I want to get Clayton Kershaw on my team this year. I haven't had him on my fantasy squad yet, and he's had some back problems, so there's some risks there, definitely. But especially as a keeper, so if I if I uh, if I select him in the first round, and if I want a, another stud pitcher next year, and he stays healthy, I mean I can always just keep him next year in the first round, and probably be just fine with that. So I think that's another reason to take him. So. Man, I'm kind of, I'm starting to convince myself that I should get Clayton Kershaw with the number three selection of the 2018 fantasy baseball draft of Mustache Matters. Okay, so let's keep going here. 38 would be my next pick. And that's Um, that's Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is slotted in my rankings. Holy cow, Buffalo, oh, they scored. So, 58-65, Buffalo's ball still down within seven. Um, but, okay, Nelson Cruz. I don't know if I want Nelson Cruz, but he, because he's kind of similar to J.D. Martinez, is that he kind of has injury problems, but he mashes. Um, Seattle should be pretty solid this year. They got D. Gordon. Um, I think the guy moved, but they have Cano. They should be pretty good. Mitch Hanniger's there. He's he's a young guy. I'm trying to think of their infield. Their shortstop. Oh, uh, uh, he's good. Jeez, Gene Segura. Yeah, that's a solid squad. And then their first baseman's pretty good. Can mash. All right. I don't think I'm gonna pick him though. So let's see here. That'd be cool if D. Gordon fell to me. I, I wouldn't mind that. I would definitely select him at the second baseman. There's Degrom, Carrasco right there, 36, 37. Edwin Encarnacion. 
or Sarlin Marte, or I could go after my guy Andrew Benatendi in the fourth round, just snag him. I mean, that's not that's not bad. I, I don't feel bad drafting him there, but I could have had him in the 10th, I suppose. But there's a little risk with him. Something just steered me away. Um, so I won't be drafting him. Sarlin Marte, looking at him, he's kind of a guy that I want. I would rather have Marte than Nelson Cruz just to fill my my categories to help me out with the speed to pair with my JD Martinez and another hitter. Alright, so after the 38th pick, we got the 43rd pick. So right now it's slotted at Alex Bregman, who's a, who's a young uh, third baseman for the Houston Astros. And the Houston Astros just won the World Series last year. He's pretty good. He's going to get you uh, I don't know if he's worth drafting this high, to be honest. I, I just don't feel good about him drafting him this high. But um, he's he's there, but I don't want him there. <laughs> I guess, it, but third baseman, let's see what the next third baseman rank is. Justin Turner... And then, not much, Raphael Devers. So, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of a drop-off. Hold on a second. Okay. There's a little bit of a drop-off in third baseman. But I would much rather have, there is Luis, Luis Severino, or there is Zach Granke. He is, he's kind of a guy that's... Especially with the quality starts. I feel like he's a good quality start pitcher with a humidor there and maybe some better grip. I think Granky just has another solid season, and I'm about getting... I like getting two studs and then just waiting on starting pitchers and getting more relief starting pitchers in the draft rather than starting pitchers. I mean, I like getting starting pitchers too if the value's there, but I tended to get... A stud or two and then kind of be fine getting the <laughs> the leftovers basically because there's solid players pickups throughout the season 10-man league you never know all right so after the 43rd pick I got the 58th pick and that's Carlos Martinez that's a solid pitcher like I wouldn't mind picking him even my pick 15 picks before that whatever um at the 43rd because he's a solid pitcher like i said quality starts are Ooh, i didn't even verify uh in our league that there's quality starts <laughs> i'm just was thinking about my league but i'm pretty sure i looked at it nothing seemed weird but i should probably league Verify. See the rules. Where's the rules at? Settings. Scoring. Oh, uh, yes. Quality starts. Batting average, home runs, RBIs, runs scored, stolen bases, earned run average, whip, walk plus hits. Walks, hits, perennials pitch. Quality starts, strikeouts, and saves. 
Um, so those are the categories. That's exactly what my league is. So I'm used to this. So my thinking is fine. Okay. Good to know. Okay. So I just uh, I had to do some editing, but I just realized that my order was wrong on my Excel template. So it was, uh, um, yeah, it was my bad on some stuff. So I'm going to reverse. This might not be making sense because it was just flowing, but now all of a sudden I'm reverting because um, I did some editing. So I'm going back to the top and I took out the keepers. The official two, the other two did come in, so I took them out. So now we have our 20 keepers out, and I'm going to just go over this quick again. So my first pick, number three spot, I'm supposed to get the Bryce Harper now. Instead of what I said last time, these are all the new ones in the correct slots. Number 18, Josh Donaldson is the next one picked. Um, and I was going to just edit it all the way, but I felt like I said some stuff about the players. And I'm just going to leave the material in here and roll with this. Um, so right now I'm selected to get Josh Donaldson in the second. Um, I don't think I want him in the second because he's injury risk. He is pretty good third baseman. I mean, he's elite level talent third baseman, but there's been some question marks with him. There's some upside, but I don't want him. So my strategy here and the mocks I was talking about, this aligns, this makes more sense. Is now right below Donaldson is Steven Strasburg and Madison Bumgarner. And one, those are the two I want to go after. Getting one of those, and I don't know who I like better, Strasburg or Bumgarner, to be honest. I think Bumgarner, just, just because it's Mad Bum, Steven Strasburg was really good last year. You get your strikeouts, um, but I don't know. Someone's telling me Mad Bum, so I think I'm going to draft him over Strasburg. Hopefully right there in the second round. Get lock up a, if I don't pick Kershaw, like I was saying, lock up a stud ace pitcher and not have to worry about pitching too much else. Because <laughs> um, I'm not, yeah, I don't really draft a lot of, I guess the mock drafts have been drafting a lot of starting pitchers, but you got to get that ace on a squad. Okay, so the next pick, 23rd now, the new one is Corey Seager. I am fine with taking Corey Seager there, but this is my JD Mark. One, two, three. Yeah, this is my JD Martinez pick. So um, I am going to let that slide and move down to my next pick, which is supposed to be Christian Yelich, number 35 overall. And I don't know what I feel about that. Or, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think I want him there, especially with I have J.D. Martinez, my outfielder. Um, so I think I might go after, there's Verlander or Severino right next to him. And I know, and Granky. There's even Jansen, Kenley Jansen right there. So all the, there's a lot of pitches right there. So I think I might go after one of those pitchers, unless, like, maybe unless Marte is still there or somehow DeGrom falls or something like that, I'll probably pick another pitcher here. Um, so there, there is kind of a fall off with some batting, but that's my plan. Maybe go another pitcher. 
Um, I guess I don't know if I have to. I'm not going to go over the whole draft and what I'm talking about now <laughs> leading up to tonight because I don't know. I'm just not going to roll. I'm not going to go over all the picks. But I do have a strategy. I do. I just. There, I, there's at least some guys that I want. And there's about three or four that I might have to reach for. Or maybe just make sure I snag them in the later rounds um, from what they're ranked. And there's there's guys like Ian Happ. That's a guy I'm, I'm looking at. Even my second baseman. I kind of want Whit Merrifield to be my second baseman. Um, or LeMayhew. And I hope they kind of fall a little bit just because they're not really attractive. Maybe Merrifield because he did pretty good last year, but maybe he will give me my average. And I just need that consistent bat. Um, uh, yeah. But it seems like the Otani guy, he's been kind of getting blown up, it seems like, pitching and not really doing much batting. So, And it's just spring training. It's just getting used to it. I, I, I'm sure they'll fall. Um, and then I say they'll, I mean, the two players in Yahoo, ESPN is just one guy, but just starting pitcher in a DH. So I don't know where he's going to go in this draft. I don't know if I'm going to go after him. I feel like I kind of should, but the value and the upside has got to be there. I mean, yeah, I got, I got to factor in the keeper thing. So I'm, for me, it's one through 11, you get a one through 11 rounds, you get a keep and then a 12 through 20, whatever round. So if he goes after 11, I'm thinking if as a round 12 selection, if he's still floating out there, I think that might be worth the upside just in case I can use him as another pick next year. But I don't know. I'm not really gunning for him. Um, what is another guy that I'm kind of hoping? Um, I feel like there's a couple pitchers. I, Johnny Cueto, I'm hoping kind of falls. Um, but he might not fall far enough. Because he's got the name brand, but I'm hoping he kind of does. I know Kelvin Herrera is a good closer that is going pretty darn late. And Edwin Diaz, Edwin Diaz and Kelvin Herrera, I've been getting a lot in like mock drafts. So I'm hoping to pair them with maybe a stud um, closer. But I don't know if I'm going to pay the price for a stud closer this draft. Never know how good drafts go, but. My plan right now is not to pay up for a stud closer and kind of get some medium closers. And there's always ones to pick up. Um, let's see here. Another outfielder I've been getting a lot in mock drafts is, I guess, Gregory Polanco. I've been drafting him kind of a lot. And... He can get some speed. He's got hits. He's just... He's got some injury bugs, but he's got some upside there. Um, yeah. Yoan Moncada is a guy that I had him, um, I was picking up last year like three different times, but he never really showed. He was he didn't really have the opportunity too much, maybe right at the end. But I think he, I mean, he's, he's got the talent. He's supposed to be good, but the White Sox are really bad, and I think that's what's steering people away from him is that there's just not going to be a lot of runs and a lot of support, a supporting cast for him to really flourish for a fantasy player. Um, but maybe maybe he uh, just goes on a hot streak and a lot of people look at him, but he might, I don't know, he might need some more years for the White Sox and him to 
for him to be really fantasy relevant. Um, what else with this draft? What am I I'm trying to think of? Some more late round guys. The Jonathan Villar. That's a guy that I've been trying to target. He's got some different categories. Oh, well, I guess second baseman and outfield, ESPN. But yeah, that one great year two years ago, and he's got some upside. And I like the Milwaukee Brewers. So maybe if he if he has the opportunity to have that starting gig, be on top of the order, and then he does well and keeps that role, maybe he he could be a real. Uh, he, uh, yeah, real value at the end of the draft. So I've been looking at him, drafting him. Um, Chris Davis, the first baseman, that's kind of another one. Baltimore might not be that good, but Trumbo, I mean, tr- Chris Davis is with a C, is kind of healing from an injury, but Trumbo is diagnosed, I think it was like three to six weeks. I forgot what the diagnosis was, but... It might just create more playing time for him and maybe more opportunities for him to get on a hot on a hot streak. So there's some power later in the rounds for him. Um, see that there's closers. Tejon Walker is a popular late round pitcher pickup. Um, Clevenger, there's some talk with Michael Clevenger at the Cleveland Indians, the starting pitcher, that um, he's going to be part of the rotation of the five-man earlier in the year at least. And he's proven last year that he's got some stuff and can strike out people. So he might be a late round, you know, a number four, five pitcher on your team and get you those quality starts. After looking, like, down here, there's not too uh, other too much – other craziness going on. But I do like Addison Reed for a late-round pick. I haven't seen his name on here yet, unless I already passed it. But Addison Reed, I think, can be able to earn that closer role eventually. I mean, Fernando, it might be not bad partnering Fernando Rodney and Addison Reed actually together, especially being a hometown Twins fan that I like. Uh, it might not, might not be a bad idea at all because... They should get ample opportunities to get some saves. And locking down both of them. Um, yep, there you go. Uh, Cameron Bedrosian is another solid sleeper. Or not sleeper, but a late-round relief pitcher. I only mentioned it like one or two, but that's a guy I think drafting. Yeah. All right, well, I kind of just wanted to definitely throw out a podcast today because of St. Patrick's Day. Uh, March Madness, kind of the the recap of that, what I thought. Obviously, the 16 over the 1 seed was just the main story overall. There were some upsets, other upsets, I should say. Mainly that Buffalo one in the first round over Arizona. That was a big one. That Some people had Arizona going pretty far. I did in my bracket. Actually, Arizona, Tennessee, I think. Um, well, no. Tennessee, Virginia taking down Arizona, which <laughs> didn't work out in both of my brackets. Um, yeah, but I didn't have Arizona going too far, but. Okay, I think that's about it that we're going to cover. Again, just wanted to document that epic 
That's a history one. So probably the title of this episode is going to be 16 Seed or something simple like that because that's that's what I want to document and talk about it. It was also, granted I picked Virginia in my finals, um, but man, that it was just epic to see, watch that performance by that other team outplay the number one basketball in the team in the tournament. It was It was remarkable. Okay, all right, I'm going to wrap this up. I got some more some more drafting to do or some more research to do, a little bit more. Um, probably have a few more beers and uh, get myself prepped for this fantasy draft in less than two hours here. Uh, eat some good food tonight. Um, we are, usually we kind of go out St. Patrick's Day and go, go pretty hard on the drinking and stuff. We might go over to our buddy's um, place after or – my wife might go over there, and I might just go over there after when this draft finishes up. But might just stay in after. I don't know for sure. Who knows? Whatever, whatever we'll feel and we'll roll with. Um, but yeah, it's, God, it feels like the daylight savings at six forty-three now. It feels earlier than that. It is brighter out, so we got another hour of daylight left, perhaps. But yep, again, it's that weather. I felt that sun today, and it's it's getting warm out there. At least the sun's getting closer to us or something. <laughs> okay. All right. This is uh, Brandon. Uh, as always, I'll just say it, uh, a five-star review on iTunes or like a downloads and a positive comment on there. That really helps out getting the podcast growing. Um, Twitter is a form of communication with us, kind of the main one. We're at Sports Puzzle, all one word. Um, that's about it. I mean, we have a, yeah, you can just search for Sports Puzzle on any kind of thing you're trying to podcast, and we should be there. Might be working on getting on a few others at Google Play. Um, but, yeah, at least iTunes. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, this is episode 33 now. And, uh, okay, peace out, sports homies. <laughs>